Humble to have an opportunity to share. Um, two things before I get started. I know people probably just slowly um, checking in. Is um, I'm kind of scrolling to see as people pop in. Um, I want to. Can everybody hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah. You think can everybody else hear me? Okay, I want to open with a quick prayer. Everybody by your head. Oh Heavenly Father, uh just coming to you this morning, uh thankful, thankful uh for this fellowship. Thank you for allowing us to be coaches. Um and just thankful for everything you've done for us. Please, Lord, touch each and every coach on this call and touch their families, wrap your arms around them, keep them healthy, keep them safe, keep them strong during these tough times. All these things I pray in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So I, I wanted to, uh, I was brainstorming about what we were going to talk about and discuss. And um, I, I'm, I'm a coach's coach. And uh, I absolutely love and admire coaches. Uh, so I have a lot of respect for each and every coach that's on this line uh, because I understand that if you're a coach, uh, you're pretty much openly admitting that you're addicted to helping people. And, uh, and if you're a coach, uh, you don't have to say it to me. Um, I know that each and every one of us are going through uh, things. I mean, it's just, that's part of coaching. That's, that's what coaching is about. Uh, all of us is, we're, we're in the storm 24 seven in some form, shape or fashion. And so I, I never pass up an opportunity to pour in the coaches, uh, from my experience. And, um, I've been in this profession 26 years and, um, I've, I've, everything that could possibly happen to you in this pro profession, good or bad, uh, it's probably happened to me three times. So I woke up this morning uh, thankful and thinking about my great-grandmother, uh, Jamie Williams, we call her Graham. And uh, I'm born and raised in Miami, Florida, Carroll City, Opelika, Liberty City, which is a tough neighborhood, uh, poverty. But my spiritual foundation is from my great-grandmother, uh, who we call Gramp. And we were born and raised in St. Martin Missionary Baptist Church, uh, Liberty City, uh, Reverend J.W. Cooper, pastor. And uh, um, I'm very, very thankful for that. And uh, at 48 years of age, um, I still lean on Gramp a bunch. And... Uh, what Grant gave me at a young age that has helped me to 48 years of age and 26 years of coaching is baby, your steps are ordered in the Lord. Your steps have already been ordered by the Lord. Um, she told me that 
continuously as a young guy coming up. Uh, and that one term, uh, one phrase, uh, has given me a tremendous amount uh, of faith uh, and confidence. Uh, and no matter what storm that I was going through in coaching, uh, and I kind of wanted to share this with you because I know, I'm going to say it again, I know each and each coach on this call is going through something. And I want each coach on this call to understand that it's good that Coach Johnson uh, organized this Bible study and called to work on our faith uh, because in order to make it in coaching, you got to have a tremendous amount of faith and understand that your steps and your journey has already been ordered by the Lord. So I want to give you two scenarios that were the toughest scenarios in my life and, um, and kind of explain uh, how I got here and why uh, I got here. And it's, and it's very simple. It's my great grandmother, Gramp and baby, your steps are ordered uh, by the Lord. Uh, so, um, in 2004, I'm an assistant coach at Auburn University, um, and I'm making uh, $140,000, um, which which was back then a lot of a lot of money. Um, when I got married to my wonderful wife Carolyn, uh, we made the uh, uh, commitment that. You know, she was going to stay at home with the kids, and, and and that's how we wanted to have our family to make sure our, our children uh, was good and every socially, academically, always had meals. I mean, that's the way our house has been con constructed. So uh, I'm at Auburn. We go to school 16. One year later, we get fired. First time I've been fired in my career. Uh, and to say the least, it was devastating. Um, my wife and I, we met at Auburn. My wife was an All-American at Auburn. Uh, my wife coached at Auburn also. Uh, my second daughter, Adia, was born uh, in Auburn. Uh, so uh, the year before, we had just come from the Sweet 16. And a year later, uh, we get fired. Uh, long story short, uh, I had a couple job offers, one at Texas A&M and one at Virginia Tech. And uh, both of them for about the same money. But in my spirit, uh, I didn't feel that it was that I should take those jobs. Uh, I felt like um, I needed to break the stigma of being an African-American recruiter. And, and I needed to go somewhere where uh, I could have more ownership in the program, maybe have a title, improve my career. So I wound up taking a job at Chattanooga, UT Chattanooga in Chattanooga, Tennessee uh, for $80,000. But I took it because they gave me the title of associate head coach. And I thought that that would help break down the stigma of being a black recruiter. Now, you talk about faith, you talk about having one income in the house, um, my faith was tested to go from $140,000 a year as a family to 80000 But watch how God works. Uh, again, I could hear Gramp in my ear saying, baby, your steps are ordered by the Lord. 
time. And it, and, it, and still today, I can hear it, and it gives me a tremendous amount of confidence and faith that everything is going to be all right. So at the time in 2004, I took the job. So I said, we got to put the house up for sale. Lo and behold, it was the time when the housing market was really good. I bought a contract from Home Depot for $1.99. Uh, I bought a sign that said for sale by owner uh, for $9.99. Did not know what I was doing. Stuck the sign in the ground. By the time I walked in the house, six minutes later, I had like 12 or 13 calls for the house. We sold the house for $80,000 and was able to take the job at Chattanooga and have some type of cushion, even though we was taking a substantial uh, uh, loss in salary. And it was a, it, it was a pivotal moment in my career and understanding that my steps was ordered in the Lord and the faith. And it, and it gave me confidence to keep moving forward because I knew in my spirit that I should go to UT Chattanooga as associate head coach, even though it was a tr it was less money, that it might be stressful on the family. Uh, I, I just I just had that faith that you gotta have as a coach to keep moving forward. Um, long story short, I go to Chattanooga for one year, and uh, I get offered the Georgia Tech job, which changed my career. Now I was trying to get the Georgia Tech job from Auburn, but Paul Hewitt at Georgia Tech would not hire me from Auburn because he had in his mind that Auburn was a quote unquote, uh, a dirty program. Uh, so it's just crazy how uh, things work and how my face and my great grandmother saying in my ear, baby, your steps are ordered by the Lord, made me make that decision, the right decision. Um, the second most critical moment, moment in my career where, again, we're coaches. We're all going through something. I'm sharing this, and I've, I've never shared this with anybody when I'm sharing today. I've never had this conversation uh, with anybody, uh, but for some reason, I, it was on my spirit to share this with you guys. Um, the second most critical, pivotal moment in my career um, was I was the head coach at my alma mater, where I was a Hall of Fame player. Uh, this was in 2009. Uh, I'm at Georgia Southern University. Uh, I am a, I'm 37 years old. I'm the youngest Division One head coach in the country. I I take over three scholarships, taking an academic scandal and pro probation. Uh, tough job. Um, don't have the resources, but I felt like I needed to get a head coach on my name. Uh, to be honest, Coach Hamilton called me and begged me not to take the job and wanted me to come here as an assistant. And uh, But I was so intoxicated by wanting to be a head coach and felt like I needed to be a head coach. I took the job anyway. Uh, four years in, after a year before being named Coach of the Year and finishing second in the Southern Conference, I get fired. Uh, it was embarrassing. It was humbling. Uh, Georgia Southern University had not been to the NCAA tournament since 1992, which was my junior year. I was the MVP of the tournament and took them. So in my mind, when I took the head coaching job, nothing was going to happen 
but I'm taking them back to the NCAA tournament. CY is going to be the one to lead them back to prominence, lead us back to the promised land, and that didn't happen. And when I got fired, again, Janie Williams, Grant, was right here saying, baby, your steps are ordered by the Lord. Your journey is ordered by the Lord. So now I got to come home and tell my wife and babies, daddy got fired, but a peace came over me, you know, a face, a strong face that I'm going to keep moving forward, that this is going to be all right. Yeah, you was a Hall of Fame player there. Yeah, you got fired. Yeah, your own school fired you. Yes, it's embarrassing, but it's a reason why all this is happening. And um, long story short, I get a phone call from Jalen Hamilton. Uh, I get offered the assistance job here at Florida State seven years ago. And I want to make sure everybody's listening to this when I tell you this. I got fired as a head coach, my dream job, and my alma mater. I go to Florida State as an assistant. And I get a $50,000 raise to be an assistant after being fired as a head coach. Where they do that at? Where they do that at? There's nothing, nothing but God, nothing but the man upstairs, nothing but faith. And now, seven years later, here we are, uh, an elite top five program. And I look back on all the things that I learned and went through and how hard and how stressful and everything. Everything happens for a reason. The Lord, baby, your steps are ordered by the Lord. Your journey is ordered by the Lord. So I want to make sure um, I tell each and every coach on this call, I know you're going through stuff. Now, I, you don't have to tell me. I know. I know. I know. You know, you don't have no money in the budget. I know the AD is giving you a hard time. I know the parents are calling somebody on you. I know, but just as you're going through the storm, remember my words. Your steps and journey is ordered by the Lord. And if you keep that faith and you keep moving forward, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be successful. And you're going to be right where you're supposed to be. Uh, my great-grandmother's favorite Bible verse, Graham, uh, was John, John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Um, I woke up thinking about her this morning. She was on my heart. Like most mornings, she speaks to me often. Uh, I that's what I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, I hope uh, I'm not a preacher. I'm not as good as Coach Lachlan. <laughs> but I, but I, I did want to share that with you from my heart and make sure you, got, you guys understand that uh, whatever you're going through, keep working on your faith and understand that your steps are ordered by the Lord and just keep moving forward. And you're going to wind up right where you're supposed to be. So uh, with that said, being said, um, I want to open it up for any questions or any discussion. Um, uh, if nobody has questions, I'll 
I'll close in prayer. I know Coach Johnson probably needs to be the one to handle that. So, um, Coach, I'll I'll give give it over to you. Go ahead, Coach Kern. I see you. This is crazy. Like, my mind is officially blown this morning. It is blown this morning. So, got up this morning, and uh, y'all know the Easter Bunny. He's right on time, right? So... Got up this morning and uh, we we did at like one o'clock in the morning, we did the entire yard um, with Easter eggs. And then we did the Easter baskets this morning and then there had to be brunch. And then after brunch, there had to be macaroni and cheese. We got a ham cooking now. That's why I keep leaving because I keep trying to check on my ham and my cornbread's about to go in. And, and I was listening to my bishop, shout out to Bishop Walker at Mount Zion Missionary Baptist here in Nashville. And he he said two things this morning that coach led right into what you were saying. The first thing he says is the greater the assignment, the greater the attack. And he opened up with that. And I said, okay, let me sit down somewhere. Let me stop moving and let me listen. And then the second thing he said is you are not after, the devil is not after your right now. He's after your not yet. And it just, it, it, from everything that you're saying right now, it just completely, you know, resonated. Um, and it had me looking at myself. It had me looking at my assignment. Um, I go from being the winningest coach at Lincoln University with the lowest budget in the CIAA, um, leaving, leaving kids that I absolutely loved and believed in, um, but I was a single mother and we weren't eating well. Um, and I had to make a selfish decision, which at the time I'm now receiving, that's not a selfish decision. Um, and I chose my child. I went to Furman University for one year. I wasn't looking for a job. I've never applied for a job a day in my life. Um, went to Furman University as an assistant. And then the same AD that hired me at Lincoln took the AD job at Mississippi Valley and went to Mississippi Valley for a year. Top 10 most improved programs in the country and then ended up at Tennessee State. So I just, I, I say that to say, because I am, and I have absolutely no problem sharing this with every single person on the call. I am in a shift in my life. Um, and for the first time in my life, I'm actually putting my family first, uh, which I preach it. I talk about it. Um, and I continuously wear the cape of being superwoman and a woman of God. Um, but, you know, a part of that is becoming a great partner, is becoming a great wife. And um, I needed to hear that. That resonated so deeply for me as the oven and the timer is going off in the background. I just needed, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear it because um, we are given the vanity um, of this business. We are often given the uh, glorious part of wins and losses, but we, what we are not given is the totality of balance um, that it takes to be the example that is really what these young men and young women need. And they need to see that there are two parent households and they do need to see that there are children that get consistent love. And, and I, I do, I do the Uncrustables at the baseball games and I do the Gatorade and I do all the things that I know my dad did for me and he was a single father. So for that, I say, thank you. It was a blessing, uh, for me this morning. Um, and I just appreciate y'all because I know we all have crazy schedules and I know we have obligations on this Easter Sunday, but my God, what a word. And I'm grateful for that. So thank you. See why? Can everybody hear me? Um, I'm, I'm so thankful for that word today that you gave on um, CY. Um, sitting here um, listening to your story 
and all the people who passed through the Southern Conference. Now, I'm a former, um, considered one of the greatest uh, to play there at UT Chattanooga back in my day. And when I left that school and went on to uh, pursue my professional career, um, I was hurt, but um, I never thought I'd be coaching. And for those who don't know my journey and listening to your journey, it's such an inspiration. Uh, I only been in this profession for three and a half years. I coach high school ball and I work eight to 10 hours at nighttime working for the federal government, the DEA and marshal service. I carried the gun for a living. Um, but I always coached in the inner city and God spoke to my heart and I walked over to Memphis three and a half years ago, not even knowing Coach Novell, not telling him nothing about my playing career or whatsoever. I was taking a, a chance, but I told God, um, Lord, I want to coach for the rest of my life. I want to inspire young men um, by, by doing the things that I, that I love. Um, hearing your story um, with your wife playing down in Auburn. I am from Montgomery, Alabama myself. Um, just so many similarities um, but just hearing your story. But uh, just stepping out on faith, um, your steps are ordered. Uh, it brought my mind back to a verse that I have to remind myself to, to read in um, Ecclesiastes 3. Three and one. There's a time for everything, a season for every activity under the sun. I have to remind myself of that quite often because, yes, I want to coach. Yes, uh, right now I'm in the position of being the director of high school relations. But just hearing that word right there, um, that gave me, that inspired me. Uh, my steps are ordered. My season has yet to arrive, but it's coming. Just keep following the path that God has for you. Thank you for that word, CY man. It really, it really means a lot hearing that word come from you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I, uh, I'm glad that, that the coaches are on. I, being a coach is, is difficult. You know, it's, you, you look at certain coaches and you see where they are and you look at what they're doing now, but people never really know the path and, and, the, and the struggle that you have to go through to get where you are. So uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate you listening and this, um, um, joining this call this morning. Hey, Coach C.Y., how's it going today? Good, good. Hey, happy Easter, everyone. Um, you know, again, uh, so funny, um, Coach was talking about similarities. So the first thing he said was, you grew up at St. Martin Missionary Baptist Church down in, uh, in, in, down in South Florida. Well, my home church in Quincy, St. Martin Missionary Baptist Church. So <laughs> in that regard, and then, uh, again, tying in with, with Coach Lachlan about the, the Southern Conference ties, I played at Clemson for four years. But my last year, I transferred to the Citadel, so played one year as a quarterback at the Citadel. And, um, you know, we, we, we beat Georgia Southern, but went up there and messed up Chattanooga, Coach Lachlan. So, <laughs> last game of the season. But um, Don't coaches always just got to throw that in there? Like, why you got to throw that in there? <laughs> they got to throw that in there. Got to let you know. No, we uh, – no, we, 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 uh, Makes some history today, yeah, but no, but it's just you know, again, you talk about um, just stepping out on faith and, and having your steps ordered by the Lord. And again, I'm so thankful for you for your testimony. You know, most of us have kind of gotten on and just kind of given uh, what the word has kind of meant to us and in, in, um, in our own special way. But for you to just give your testimony really was powerful, <clears throat> I think, for all of us, really, uh, especially me. And you know, as you can see, I'm sitting here holding <laughs> my newborn here, but you talk about just journey. And, you know, kind of like you, my path has kind of gone and taken its ups and, and, and lows. At one point, I was, a, you know, youngest offensive coordinator in the country at the Division One level and, you know, on a fast track. And then, 
you know, I, I faced my share of adversity, you know, being without a job for the first time and, you know, during a time where the devil was really trying to, the enemy was really trying to attack me and attack my faith and attack everything about me, it was when the biggest blessing happened in my life. You know, I met my wife, well, not met my wife. We'd known each other growing up, but, you know, reconnected with my wife, you know, had three amazing, you know, children, um, you know, moved back home, you know, been moving around and coaching and finally landed at my home, uh, back in my hometown. So for the first time in my coaching career, you know, I get to see my family, my immediate family, my extended family during times like this. Easter time, holidays, all the things that coaching takes away from us. And so, you know, like you said, when, you know, when we when we look at it from a from a cardinal uh, standpoint, an earthly standpoint of, you know, why am I going through this or what's happening? You know, it's that time really. I think that God is really just trying to get us to just stand still and, like you said, stand, be there, stand firm, and just hear what He's saying to us. And and He was ordering my steps. You know, He was ordering me in for a time where. I didn't think I would, you know, get back in coaching or trying to figure out what was going to be next. You know, I landed a, a coordinated job right, right, you know, uh, the next month and don't miss a beat in my career and, and able to fast track and do the things that God has led me to do to this point. So, again, just hearing you reaffirm that about stepping out on faith, you know, having your steps ordered in the Lord and, you know, not looking at our situation and, and trying to let our situation dictate how we react to things or what we think about things or questioning God and what he's saying to us. You know, just really believing that, that our steps are ordered and that he has a plan for us. And sometimes he has to detour us off that plan that we thought. You know, we, we have our own plan and vision about where we think our career should go or what's next and all these that things. we thought. You know, exactly. It's not like the word says, not my will. You know, it's his will. And so, you know, again, just listen to the Lord. Let him direct you. Like you said, let him keep ordering those steps. You keep just, like Coach Kern says all the time, you know, left foot, right foot. You just keep stepping and it, on faith. I want to add to it too, because you just hit something that I wanted to hit also. Um, you know, now I'm 48 years of age and the question I get all the time, all the time, maybe daily, is, man, when are you going to be a head coach again? When are you going to take a head coach job? You you should be a head coach. I mean, every day. And and I'm gonna be honest with everybody on here. Uh, I'm 48. And I feel no pressure. I feel no stress. I have the time of my life at that office every day with Florida State basketball with Jalen Hamilton and Stan Jones and Steve Smith and and Miss Renee. Uh, the kids I'm coaching now. Right, love them. I mean, love them. Trent Forrest, and they'll be over here for dinner today. They'll be some of them that are still here. Five of they came. They, they've been over here for the last four Sundays for dinner. My wife been cook cooks for them, and with my wife and kids, we watch Wilding Out and all this stuff that they like to watch. You know, MJ Walker put me on all this bullshit. But um, I'm just telling you, like, I feel no stress and pressure. And the only thing I'm concerned about is trying to get Jalen and Hamilton in the Hall of Fame and trying to win a national title. And the way I see it is, uh, once I do that, I'll move on down the road to my next position, to my next head coaching job. I know it's coming. I don't talk about it. But Grant, Grant right here saying, baby, your steps order. Your steps ordered by the Lord. And it's very important that every coach on this call, as you're going through what you're going through as a coach, 
that you have that peace because you'll do a better job with the kids. See, when, you, when your mental is right, you do a better coaching job with the kids. You do a better counseling and mentorship with the kids. And that's the most important thing is pouring into them kids. When you're a coach and you're not in the right mental and you fail the kids. So, uh, you know, the irony will choke you. Coach Simmons, I'll tell you this, because you're in a situation, uh, and hearing you talk, I can I, I heard you talk about being one of the hottest uh, young office coordinators in the country and when your path kind of taking a, a turn in what you probably thought it would be. Um, since I got fired at my alma mater, Georgia Southern, since I've been here, I've turned down three jobs like those. So now I, it was a time when I was killing to be the head coach at Georgia Southern. But now I'm in a situation where I can, you know, I can uh, go a little bit higher. You know what I mean? Shoot a little bit higher. You know, and the, and the other, you talked about your wife and babies. The other component of it is this. You know, I, I feel a tremendous amount of guilt because I was so intoxicated about wanting to be a head coach. I had three little African-American kids being raised in Statesboro, Georgia. That ain't good. That ain't good. Now, listen, that intoxication, my wife and I thought, oh, we can go to Savannah and Sylvan Learning Center and all that. Man, the Lord said, see why. Come on, man. Uh, thank you. I'll get you out of here. You tripping. <laughs> Basically, the Lord said, you tripping. My, my oldest daughter comes to Tallahassee, starts playing AAU. For, we ain't had no AAU in Statesboro, Georgia. Next thing I know, she's signing with Michigan and 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 uh, just transferred to the University of North Carolina. Full basketball scholarship. That never would have happened if I was in Statesboro. My baby daughter, 10th grade, she's at Florida High. She's coming off the ACL. But we're going to come back stronger than ever. I, we just got to have family prayer. She got everybody recruiting her. I got two boys in 8th and 7th grade, and they start to come. You know, I'm in the gym with them developing. If I would have been in Statesboro, Georgia, winning championships, they were the software. See, that the iron of your choking, it's just like Grant always. I used to get in that Cadillac with Grant, and we go to church, it's chicken at the church. She said, baby, don't worry about none of that. Your steps order in the Lord. And so as coaches, man, it's important to have that and to understand the journey but where you going? They ask, when are you going to be head coach? I don't know. I know it's coming. I ain't worried about it. I ain't looking for it. I wake up every day. I'm trying to get MJ Walker to finish with his left hand. I'm trying to get Raquan Gray to drop about 15 more pounds so he can go to the green room. <laughs> I'm trying to get Anthony Polite to finish with his right hand. I have a good time every day. Peace. They think. Peace. They look at me, why y'all always smiling? Man, I'm from 27th Avenue and 183rd Street in Kira City. I'm a walking miracle. Every time you see me, <laughs> you know what I mean? Go I eat that government cheese. Go I eat that bologna with the red thing under it to it all day. That Wonder Bread stick I had probably is gone. And I coached in Florida State. Ain't that something? 
My great grandma would tell me the truth. Cause ain't no way, coach. They said, why you always smiling? I'm straight from the flea market, Coach Caramar. Every time they see me. I got people living over like in Liberty City right now. I go home, they say, man, what you doing now? Man, you know I coach at Florida State. Yeah. You coach the team? <laughs> Florida State? No. <laughs> yeah, man. They can't believe it. They turn on TV, call me. I seen you on TV, man. The white people let you work up there. <laughs> Wait, am I the only person that he lost me at Church's Chicken, a Cadillac? <laughs> am I the only person on this call? Hey, Coach, I, I want to pick. I want to pick it back off something that you and also Coach Simmons, or something that he said. You know, when the Holy Spirit started moving and give you a word, I wanted to share this because I heard this this morning, and it coincided with everything that you just spoke about. Uh, I'm going to give you the verse. Then I'm going to give you the two words that, that came over me when I heard this verse. First uh, John uh, 5 and 4. Um, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. And the words that came to my mind was trust over uncertainty. That's powerful. Trust over uncertainty. I know a lot of times when I speak, I speak as a minister, but I am not a minister, I'm just a faith walker and talker of God's word. We all are. We all have been charged and called with doing something. So when I heard Coach Simmons, I heard Coach Kearns, Coach Harris, Coach, Coach Mitchell, I heard all you guys speak this week, Coach Aaron. You know, that, those words just came to my mind. Trust over uncertainty. Because that's, that's all we're doing. We, we're trusting God in, in careers that is truly uncertain where we may end up, what we may be doing. But we have strong faith. We have trust. Over uncertainty. I wanted to share that because those words came to my mind as I was sitting here listening to you talk. Coach, trust over uncertainty. That's what you had. That's what God gave you. That's where your steps were ordered, as your grips told you. Your steps are ordered. It was trust over uncertainty. Mm -hmm. hey, hey, man, that's this powerful word. I needed this today. I really did. I needed it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. I, I, it is, uh, I wish every coach the peace that I have when I go to work every every day. I, I wish every coach, because when, when you have that peace, when you know your steps are ordered, you ain't worried about the next job or what's going to happen. It's, you just so, you just do such a good job and you're so, so confident in what you do and what you say. And uh, it's an important component to, to success just to have to understand that your steps are ordered and your journey is ordered. And I want to say this, Coach Simmons, I, Coach Simmons over at Florida a &M, you know, you and I have never officially met. And this is our first time really speaking. I've I watched from afar. And, you know, I'm, I'm a fan. You know, I keep up with the Rattlers football. I was happy, so happy for y'all. Um, the little cornerback, last name Morgan. I'm very close to his family, so I follow everything he's doing. You know, I you know, his mama hit me. I live and die with every practice, Coach. I hear everything. You know what I mean? And But I also know that you, uh, as the head coach and CEO of Florida a &M football, you got a fight on your hands. You know? I know. I, 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 I sat in that seat. You know, it's a lonely feeling to be the head coach and CEO <laughs> of, a, of a program that you're trying to rebuild yeah, I know sometimes you feel like you fighting your own people. 
You got to tell your own people, I don't work for Coppin State. I work for FAM. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I, I understand that. So, you know, that's why I wanted to give that that word to every every coach on here because I know every coach is going through it. I, I've been it. I live it. I live it here. Yeah, Coach. Yeah. Go ahead, Coach. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, Coach. Okay. Uh, hey, um, can everybody hear me? Okay. Um, just wanted to say, uh, guys, um, thank you guys for everything. Um, uh, Coach CY, you know, man, I feel like I know everybody else is on this call, but some, I feel like you was just talking straight to me this morning. Like you got up, <laughs> you had me on your mind because I was. I got, dude. Some, I got, I, I have so much going on, you know, just with everything with me. This is my first time not having a job since I started coaching. So just, you know, starting to, you know, kind of doubt. And this week has really jump started and gave me a sense of who, like, I can't even, like, express, you know, what Coach Kern you know, Coach Locke. I mean, and every time I get off the phone, you know, and Coach Johnson tell you, I call her immediately after we done, or I text her immediately and be like, man, thank you so much for this. Like, I'm, you know, my faith isn't where it needs to be, but it's getting, it's, it's, it's getting a lot better. And this week, I mean, I literally tell Coach Johnson all the time, like, can Coach Kern be any more amazing? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just like she... She is awesome, and everybody on this call is awesome. And it has done numbers for me, and it's just it's giving me a sense of peace. And just, you know, I think for the first time in my life, you know, in my young Christian life, I can honestly say I can feel the spirit just talking to me, and it is moving me in ways that I can't even describe. And I just want to say thank you, Coach CY, and everybody else that have been speaking. Thank you guys. You guys have no idea what this is doing to me and not only me but my family i just want to say thank you guys really man thank you for speaking i appreciate that robert what's your last name robert mckay mckay robert coach mckay okay and it is coach I, knox on the bottom yeah coach robert yeah knox. can i say okay yes sir can i say one thing uh proverbs 3 5 and 8 says trust in the lord with all thy heart lean not into your own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him he will direct your path me being a former college coach, I'm currently now an athletic director and a middle school basketball coach at the school I work for in Jamestown, North Carolina. I um, coached college basketball for 12 years, but your testimony was right on time. I found this platform last night. I was like, wow, I'm going to check this out tomorrow. And um, just to hear your story, your, um, to trust God in the process. This last 2019, God was just teaching me his process. He's now preparing you for something great. Yes, I took you out the game. But guess what? When I prepare you during the season to go back into the game, you actually know how to handle the situation right now. So just keep your focus on me, and I will direct your path. And um, I thank God for whoever's in charge of this group. This is amazing because I wish I would have had this as the other coach. But I, like, like I said, I'm at peace going to work to be an athletic director. at a, um, We had a charter school, so we got pre-K through high school. So um, coaching the middle school boys basketball team and just getting my fire back for the game has just been a, an amazing process. But – just trust the Lord, man. This is your know, testimony this morning. The word this morning, everybody, everybody's word this morning was just amazing. And I, I appreciate everybody for this. And Coach Kern, you probably don't remember me. You recruited one of my players back when he was at Lincoln. Um, I was a girls coach for Delaney Rudd at uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina at the time. So it was good to see you again.
See, listen, you're going to call me out. That's not fair. That's just <laughs> not fair. No, I just, I, listen, guys, I, I really appreciate you. But, you know, just some of the things that God continues to put on your heart, like Coach McKay, I just, I want you to know a couple of things. And, and I'm speaking from, from a perfect example. As most of you know, I took a medical leave of absence this past season. And if you didn't know, I'm telling you. During that time, you questioned so much what's popular versus your purpose. That's that comparison game. And what I want you to fully understand and know a part of being a child of God, a part of, a part of being a servant is falling. That's a part of it. And that's not on a resume and that's not what you turn into an athletic director and that's not what you say when you sit down for an interview. But the reality of the situation is a part of being a servant is being tested for where you're going. So I appreciate you for receiving what it is that we're saying. I appreciate everybody on this call being organic. It's really easy to put out all the good things going on. It's really easy to take pictures when life is going well. But what's even more important is to know what you stand for on your firm foundation when life is unpredictable. And I think that's where our faith comes in. So, you know, coach, that I just that was put on my heart. Um, and I and I really, really appreciate all of you for, for just being completely open and honest because the God that we serve is so unwavering. He's such a miracle worker. And like you said, coach, your path, your journey is predestined. It's already done. So just continue to stay steadfast, stay focused. And I say it all the time because it's hard the right way is always the right way. I appreciate y'all. I really, really do. Hey, I just got, I, I closed with one more thought and then um, I let everyone else go. But um, uh, Robert, you know, of course, uh, personal ties, you know, Robert's brother is, is, is our quarterback, you know, and so um, obviously, you know, a lot of uh, connections there. And uh, just wanted to, you know, kind of encourage you, brother, because again, uh, CK said it, you know, again, just that journey, and in this profession, that's one thing we sign up for. We sign up for the highs and the lows. And we sign up for those ups and those downs. And I think that, that gives our testimony to our players and makes it more powerful when we uh, deliver to them that that's what the game teaches us. The game teaches us about getting knocked down and getting back up. And, you know, obviously today's Easter. You know, uh, we celebrate uh, this day. And it's, it's, it's the meaning behind what we celebrate that even speaks to your position. You know, and I heard my, one of my best friends is a pastor up in uh, Covington, Georgia, and um, I was listening to him uh, preach this morning, you know, and he talked about the, the meaning behind the resurrection. It's not just the death of Jesus that we celebrate. It's the fact that he got up. It's the fact that he rose and, and with all power in his hands. And, and so, you know, and in that point is he talked about the, the barrier that was there. You know, they had to remove the stone. The angels had to come down and actually remove the stone. And, and, and you can't remove that stone. You know, you can't remove that, that by yourself. You know, again, so just trust in God, brother, that, you know, again, like, like CK keeps saying, your steps are ordered. And, and, you know, right now, again, just listen to what he's trying to say to you. You know, listen to what he's, what he's placing you. You know, because, again, he's, he's, he's moving in a way that you're not going to even believe. And, and when things finally do land for you and, and it finally does come together, you know, you're going to be able to give a powerful testimony. And I think that's what the whole point is. At my lowest point, you know, that's what it was about for me. You know, it was, he was speaking to me saying, when I, when I put you back in the place where you, you need to be, now you can actually lead and serve the way that you that I've called you to serve. Because before, not saying I wasn't, you know, trusting in God and going to church and doing all that, but it wasn't the way that he wanted it. You know, I wasn't really, you know, servicing, being in service like he wanted me to be. 
being involved in the community, not just my players. You know, again, the thing that he talked to me about was your influence is greater than the guys you, that you coach. And, and now, same thing. So now that's why, you know, I try to do so many things out in the community now. And, and it's not for myself game. You know, being named person of the year is not for me. It's for the young men and women who are losing their lives in our community with gun violence. And it's, that's why I keep employing all the coaches in the community to come together because we have such a platform that people really love. And so, again, just want to encourage you, brother, that, you know, better days are ahead. You know, just stay faithful. Um, again, don't let your faith waver because, you know, God is still in control. He's still, you know, like you said, he still sits high and looks low. And uh, he hasn't forgot about your brother. And so just like he had to go through hell, you know, the rise, he, he's putting you through your personal, you know, not even calling it hell, but he's putting you through your trial period right now, knowing that, you know, when you do rise and come out of this, that again, you'll be better, um, you'll be wiser, you'll be more faithful, more strong, and you'll be able to really do what he's called you to do. So again, God bless you, brother. And we'll keep everyone, you know, keep you in our prayers. And, um, you know, Coach Curran, even though, you know, you're the, 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 the celebrity on the call and everybody, you know, we're going to begin, we continue to uplift you and, and your family in prayer as well. And, and everybody, let's continue to uplift one another and pray for each other. Cause we all need it. Like coach said, this is a hard profession. I said, we, we chose, oh. we're all crazy. Cause we all chose the, the worst profession in the world. <laughs> it's the best. It's and the a worst. disease. It's a disease. <laughs> it's the best and the worst in the world, but <laughs> I wouldn't trade it for the world, but thank you guys. God bless all y'all, man. It just, it's been such, this week has been such a blessing to me and my family. And, um, I just, I can't thank you enough, Coach Johnson. Continue to do what you're doing. Can I, uh, Coach Johnson, I want to say something to Coach Kern. Uh, and then I want to say something uh, to Robert. Uh, Coach Kern, I, I like to look at people when I'm talking. I'm trying to find on, on this thing. There, there it is. Like they say in my area, whoop, there it is. Okay, so uh, Coach Kern, here I want to say to you, you know, I heard you talking about being a wife and a mother, but you know, I followed you over the years. You don't know me from the man on the moon, but I, I, I keep up with all of college basketball and women's basketball. And I want you to understand this. Uh, I didn't know you were going through the situation that you just brought up. That was shocking to me. I, I didn't know. But while you're going through what you're going through, I want to make sure you understand this. Future employers and ADs want experience. Whatever you experienced at Tennessee State, and I'm sure it was rough, right? You're dealing with Negroes over there, like real Kool-Aid drinking Negroes. So I, I understand it was rough, right? You don't have to say it, but I, I, I understand. Just understand that the experience that you went through, and I don't know what it is, it's going to make you better. And when you get in front of your next employer, hey, I learned from this. I'm experienced. You understand what I'm saying? It don't mean that you got to get out of coaching to be a full-time mother and all that. That ain't what that means. You are a heck of a coach. A coach affects more people's lives in one year than most people do in their entire life. So you got a lot of lives to save. There's a lot of young women that need to see uh, a a strong heterosexual family woman in our profession. They need to see that. You understand? So you got a lot of lives to save. So you can't be fading the black owners because you had a little drum over there at Tennessee State. That's all I'm gonna say to you, Robert. No, 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 not Robert. Um, 
Where's my man? Where's the, where's my man? The middle school coach, not Robert. The middle school AD. He left. Oh yeah, Robert. He's there. He's Robert as well. Yeah. Hey. Oh yeah, it's two Roberts. Okay, that's understand. Uh, coach Knox, understand this. You're middle school AD and middle school coach now, right? If the lives come through that middle school, AD and coach establishing a foundation, being a young African-American coach, just your presence, when you walk in the building, just your presence liberates kids and young men. Yes, sir. Take that responsibility serious. You need to coach them boys at that middle school like you coaching at Duke. And I'm telling you, it's going to come back to you threefold. You're going to save a lot of lives over there. Man, God works in mysterious ways. Your steps are ordered. I, I, I didn't know you was in college 12 years. I can understand how that can be a tough deal. And I'm sure you'll get back to college at some point. But while you're there, just understand, go there every day. You're going to save a lot of lives. Yes, I sir. dealt with that same. Not being a head coach was tough for me at first. But then when I started interacting with these, I mean, uh, Dwayne Bacon, uh, Terrence Mann, Malik Beasley, uh, uh, P.J. Savoy, David Nichols, some of these guys you don't know that I've established personal relationships with in coaching them and developing them and mentoring them. Man, the, being able to change the trajectory of their life it's the best feeling in the world. I'm telling you, it's going to be some eighth graders come out of your program, go somewhere and wind up at NC State because they had a college coach in middle school. And they're going to tell somebody, my middle school coach taught me this. My middle school coach was a college coach. So I was prepared. So I'm just telling you, man, just your steps are ordered in the Lord. Don't let it, you know, I know we're going too long now, so I'm going to let it go. But I just really wanted to say that to you. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Coach Johnson. Anyone else? Y'all sure? Some of y'all look like y'all had something y'all just worried about the time. <laughs> Everybody ready to go. It went too long, Coach. I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. I just, um, and it's, I'll quit. It's my fault. <laughs> no, I'm gonna make y'all laugh because I'm not gonna put you out, Coach CY. Nope, but what I will out. say, I'm not gonna put you out. But what I'm gonna say is you are wrong, my brother, because uh, you know every person uh, who God is speaking through as a vessel, they just have a, a different way of conveying the message. Um, so every speaker that's been on here, and I thank you guys for coming back. Um, you know, these various days, but Coach CY, it's a calling on your life too. <laughs> I'll tell you because there's, like you said, uh, Coach Lachlan, you talked about uh, trust over uncertainty and uncertainty may have flowed through you this week and this morning, but trust came through on this call. And I just watch when you're talking, whether the coach is talking, I scan and pan everybody's face. And I see the head nods and I see 
some faces that kind of came in here maybe with a lot of thoughts on their minds that now are at peace, as you said. You can tell I watched you from afar, um, not just being a coach. I'm a Florida State fan, grew up in Tallahassee. So watching you on the sidelines with Coach Ham, and I've also been on the blunt end of your talented daughters um, when they played <laughs> at high school. Um, but seeing you in the capacity of being a father and one of the biggest things that holds true amidst you and everybody that's been on this call is you legit walk it like you talk it. And all of us that know and have been raised or had a grandmother that's been vital in their lives, it does give you that firm foundation. So no, no matter where you go or no matter when you find yourself in a great area, you had grandma, I had my grandma, uh, and, and I'm sure everybody else had the same thing, but that foundation in the spirit of faith that's laid in you, it never leaves. Even if you stray and go somewhere that's our way, as you stated, it's almost like a boomerang effect. You'll come back. Back on his path. You know, and I actually was talking to Coach Kern, and I'm glad you all were saying these things because I tell her. Every time someone says something to me about her, I tell her. Um, because she and I have had conversations just, you know, throughout this past week, and it's reaffirming for me and for her. And um, I've just really gotten to a humbling place this week. I've always been a humble individual, but just watching everybody be so willing and so transparent and reaffirm the things that God is speaking to me. I think one of the biggest things, you know, I've always been obedient to what he says, but trying to make sure, you know, I hesitate because I'm like, God, is this really you? <laughs> you know, it's almost like I need the handwriting on the wall. I need that V8 splash to my forehead, you know, for him to truly say. And so to hear things like Coach Knox come on here and, you know, say, I didn't know about this and I'm here and I needed to hear this. God is moving, y'all. No matter where we are, God is moving. No matter what we're going through, God is moving. And to speak with like people who deal with the same thing, I don't care what sport or the form or shape of the ball that you coach, God is moving in every aspect of our life. So when you came on here, you said every coach is going through something. You're absolutely right. But when we put that title on, no one sees that. All they see is win column, loss column. All they see is, what are you doing in your program? And then when the day ends, no matter whoever says they understand, they don't because heavy is the head that wears the crown. However, we gain peace because the day, and the reason we celebrate today, he wore that true crown years and years ago for us to be here. So I'm thankful for your obedience. I'm thankful for your certainty because you put a lot of people in that same peace mode that you're in today. I can tell it, I'm looking. And it was almost like they laid those burdens down by the riverside. So you can say, you know, ain't no preach word on you, but it's <laughs> day okay it came forth the day so I truly appreciate you coach because you pretty much reaffirmed a lot for all of us today and it came from a place of certainty and it came from a place of peace and it just literally said like that V8 splash that I always need I told you and that's exactly what I needed which is what I told you um this morning when we talked so thank you so much and um, I'm going to let you say any final words that you want to say. Um, what I will say is two things before I give it back to Uncle see why to close this out. Um, I'm about to press enter on the chat and you'll see it. I need you all to text me um, because I'm going to send you a quick survey um, poll rather. It's literally just a matter of pressing your choice. It takes about 30 seconds. So if you could text me so I can send you that link when you get off the call, I appreciate that. Also, our final day 
um, is tomorrow with TCC's head coach. Um, so I ask that you guys hop back on here and uh, show him some love and so that we really can fellowship again. I actually got a little sad this morning because I'm like, Lord, we're at the end. Paul is going to uh, answer some questions to me as I um, follow God's guidance on to how to move forward. So you all, please text me that so um, you can answer that poll for me. But Coach CY, I'm going to throw it back to you. Any final words you want to say? You can pray and close this out, but I really appreciate you being on this call. Uh, I just want to say thank you for everybody's time. Uh, you guys have, have been great. Uh, keep pushing. Um, understand your steps are ordered. Um, it's, 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 it's a tough task being a coach. It's a tough, it's tough at any level. And, uh, sometimes you feel like nobody cares. You know what I mean? Like it's the most criticized position. I mean, you got, you got people who work at Stanley Steamer coming, telling you that thinking they could coach, trying to tell you what to do. And, uh, it's the only profession that you face that, but just, just understand that you, you were chosen to do this and, um, you know, all the stuff you got to deal with and all the things that you do that goes unnoticed, you're going to be blessed three, threefold for it. So that's, that's all I wanted to say. And, uh, uh, I guess we'll close in, in prayer. We good? Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for a great job, uh, a great day of fellowship. Thank you for these coaches. Thank you for the newfound uh, relationships and friendships uh, through basketball and through you, Lord, and through your word and your will. Uh, continue to bless us. We, we thank you. Keep us healthy. Keep us safe. Keep us strong. All these things we pray in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you guys again. Please, before you exit out, if you